Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. What if the kindergartner says, my parents aren't going to like that? Overprotective parents? How, how are you trained to deal with that? Comprehensive sex education is suicide prevention. And she said, we can't tell their parents. All right, here we are. Kingdom Culture Conversations. It is the end of June, June 26th. And personally, I'm, I'm uh, ending my last couple days as being 50. I uh, got a birthday coming up this week and looking forward to that and uh, um, be taking some kids over to St. Mary's. So if you're not, uh, kids aren't signed up for that, um, check that out. We're going to go serve. It's going to be great. We've had an awesome uh, time this summer on Kingdom Culture Conversations with Dr. Glenn Schultz, looking at the book, Kingdom Education. And I've said it enough, but I'll keep saying it. Um, come by the school office and pick up this book and uh, and go to the website. Is it kem.com, uh, Dr. Schultz? Uh, KingdomEducationMinistries.com. KingdomEducationMinistries.com. And, and check out what is happening. Because I'm just uh, uh, not only incur- I'm learning as, as I go through this, because again, as an educator, as, as someone at NCS, I don't want to think we have it all together. Um, we do a lot of good things going on here, but we want to keep looking toward kingdom education, not necessarily only Christian education. And uh, again, welcome, Dr. Schultz. It's good to good to have you back again. Always good to be with you. And we are looking today um, at the role of the church. And uh, I I go back to last week, and I I do love the fact that your dad sentenced somebody to six months in church. <laughs> and, uh, um, we had a, 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 a gentleman on our podcast, a church planner. He says he was a drug baby. He got drugged to church in, in Sunday morning, got drugged to church on Sunday night, got drugged to church and, uh, really was great. But what's been the impact of church on your life? We heard a little bit, uh, again, the importance you saw in your dad. Um, but if you listen to kingdom culture conversations long enough, which is like more than a week or two, you're going to hear Mr. Brown, myself mention the importance of church, the importance of the local church. So what's been the impact of, of your life on church, uh, Dr. Schultz? You know, I, I have been a strong believer that every Christian should be an active member in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Yes. Um, and, and I've been in some good ones uh, sitting uh, as a boy uh, there in North Tonawanda, New York. We, we were there. We had Boys Brigade. Church played a very important part. And then uh, as an adult, uh, sat under some great preachers of the gospel, you know, Dr. Falwell, uh, you know, everything revolved around the local church. Yeah. Did and you go to Thomas way, Road when you yes, were there? Thomas Road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it. what we've got to understand, Jesus Christ isn't coming back for the family. Or for us individuals, he's coming back for his church, yeah, the his bride. bride. Yeah. And it, the local church is God's instrument to expand the kingdom. I mean, that, that's God's plan. Yeah. And, and so uh, when, when people, when church isn't becoming important anymore, I think we're missing God's blessing because 
he's going to bless those who are involved in his church. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, I, I think the local church has got to get back to its mission. Mm-hmm. And, and its mission is to go and make disciples of all people. Yeah. And I, I, I was listening to uh, some work that a Disciple of the Nations Alliance uh, put out. And they looked at culture. If you look at the United States, for example, uh, and you look at Christianity, look at the church. There are thousands of churches. The last report I read is we're planning around 4,000 new churches a year in our country. Hmm. Uh, and there those mega churches that are running five, ten thousand 10,000 every week. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Christian education, the number of schools that are out there are, is remarkable. And we're, our, our enrollments are bursting at the seams right now after COVID. Yes. You, you look at Christian media, uh, books and, and music and film and everything else. There are more Christian universities and seminaries and resources and churches and Christian schools than any other nation in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, you say, wow, Christianity strong. But then you look at our culture, you look at abortion and, you know, and, and the crime rate and, and you look at everything else, you say, wait a minute, that doesn't match right. the picture of the church. And, right. and the, the Alliance, uh, they made this statement that I think is true. They said, we've done a very good job in saving souls for heaven and building churches. But we've done a poor job of making disciples that impact culture. Yeah. And and I think it's important to understand that the church is God's plan. We have to be part of a local church that's uh, teaching the truth. But at the same time, the church has to get more about the business uh, of not just being privatized religion on Sunday and Wednesday nights. It's got to be active all the way through. Yeah. Uh, when when I was at Lifeway, it was it's a publishing agency for the Southern Baptist Convention, and, and in '96 they started the the Christian School and Homeschool section. First time they had done it in a hundred years. Well, I would get churches then call. <clears throat> then I would get churches who would call and say, we've got a committee and we're thinking about starting a Christian school. And they'd be shocked when I'd say, well, if I were giving you advice, I wouldn't tell you to start a Christian school. Huh. And they'd say, well, I thought you're the Christian school section. <laughs> I said, yes. And here's what I would ask you to do. I would ask you to pray and see if God wants you to expand ministry to include schooling. There you go. Wow. Praise God. Now, that's a powerful philosophical statement. Yes. Because to me, I think the ideal is the home and church combined to educate kids. Yes. And and today, the church has to do more in equipping parents to be able to do this. But at the same time, schooling is a part of it now. But instead of making it a separate entity, I really think when churches expand ministry to do schooling, then it's the church operating seven days a week. Yeah, amen. 
And, and, you know, I've challenged pastors, you've got a weekend congregation, but you've got a weekday congregation that's made up of many different people. Yeah. And you're shepherding the whole church. So church is very important to me. And I think it's a main cog and we've got to engage the church in this kingdom education effort. Well, we're on the same page, Dr. Schultz. Church, we, we, we kind of say it's God's plan A. Um, he instituted it. He, he's, uh, he's coming, as you said, he's coming back for it someday. And uh, I, I've, I, again, it's kind of the negative part of me. I've seen uh, kind of said after the pandemic, um, we've seen kind of people staying online and not um, plugging in, but um, kind of watching church at home. And, and I, I think that's great if you're if you're a shut in or if you're uh, there's no way for you to get out, but you still need to be part of that community and not just watching on Sundays because uh, it it's not something that I, I've always told students and and parents like to be a participant of a church is awesome, but uh, I tell students you're actually not just you're not the church of the future, you're a church of today, and yes. uh, and you need to be an active participant in that church, not just a, a receiver. And and I I just think. You know, when you go and don't prioritize church, yeah, don't expect your kids to prioritize it. Uh, you know, because uh, you know, summer gets here, and what happens? People say, "Well, pastor, you know, we're gonna we're in travel ball, so we'll see you in the fall." Yeah. And then, but but they'll go to the church pastor when their kids go astray and say, "Oh, you got to help me." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and. So at the same time, then again, the church can't just be like Christian Smith found in his research where, where the emerging adults said they saw church as an elementary school of morals that they graduated mm. from. And, yeah. and I think it was Ken Ham in one of his books and research found that kids left the church because they they were going to the church for Bible stories, but going to the school for facts. Mm. So we've got to get, the church has got to be the place where these kids can come and get answers to everyday life. They can get social life any place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'd say less pizza and more doctrine. When, when I did some work with Josh McDowell, I heard him tell youth uh, pastors that he says, yeah, you need to give them some meat. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, know, I'm with you. I'm actually the part-time youth pastor in my church right now. We're in between an, a trans. I'm the interim uh, guy, and and I'm thankful for our church that does give uh, um, worldview to our students. Um, and uh, I, I I know uh, as uh, we talked about, it, if you listen, you know I'm part of the chaplain corps, as is your son-in-law, um, yes. part of our army chaplain corps. So thankful for that. But uh, one of my favorite times at Fort Jackson was Sunday mornings. And I would go to the Hispanic church service I and mean, there'd be, um, 150 basic, uh, training, uh, soldiers in the church. And, uh, and you could see some hadn't gone before, um, but these were, uh, these, these were, these were soldiers, 18, 19, 20 years old. They're like, oh man, I, I need God. And, uh, just seeing their, their value, they have, uh, in basic combat training, you get about, um, four or five free hours a week. And to say they're going to use uh, one and a half of those to go to church was pretty amazing. Yes, but it, it will change their lives. Absolutely. And, and we will keep, keep preaching that. And please, 
uh, just send me an email, send Mr. Brown an email. There's a, 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 we have 200 plus churches represented here at Northwest Christian School. We want you to be involved, be a, a participant, be an active participant in a local church. Uh, Open Door Fellowship is a great one. That's where I get to, to hang out at. But um, in your book, we're in chapters 8, 9, and 10. And again, uh, the church must maintain a priority position in any educational efforts and and, and you talked about uh, Matthew chapter 28, right? The Great Commission. Uh, go, therefore, into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember this, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So we say the church has one assignment. We say, as, as parents, you talked about last week about the homework assignment we get um, for our children in the church. You, you say the church has one assignment, and that's to make disciples of Jesus Christ. How do you see that being played out? Well, I, I think too many people have truncated the Great Commission to evangelism. Hmm. Uh, now, it's true. Yeah. Evangelism is important because Very important. if a person doesn't get saved, they can never be a disciple. Very important. Yeah. But, but once they're saved, the whole rest of the Great Commission is teaching them to obey God. Yes. And, and so teaching and instruction... Uh, is key to to a church being the true church, and, and so they they can't go and say, well, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna get involved in the education of kids. Yeah, we yeah. got our youth programs and our children's programs, but the education, you know, hey, they they go to school for that. We can't do that any longer. It, right. It's gotta. We've got to understand that teaching is part of the Great Commission. <laughs> Yeah, man. And, and it's something that, uh, again, uh, I, I'm thankful for the emphasis that churches that I've attended have on evangelism, but but they have no plan on how to go and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah, uh, you know, and and we've got to do that. And I think one of the biggest tasks that churches have to assume is to train parents to be biblical parents yeah now now that doesn't mean just talk to them about how to raise a strong-willed child and you know mm -hmm. you know how to have good communication in the home i'm right. talking about what what's a biblical parent look like what do they do what does it mean to train up a child in the nurture and admonition of the lord yes. you know uh, you know, Tony Evans in Raising Kingdom Kids, uh, he says that parents are supposed to transfer to their kids a theocentric or God-centered worldview. Yes. Amen. But they can only give what they've gotten themselves. So where are they going to get their biblical worldview, that theocentric worldview? Well, it's got to come from the church. Yes. And, and their own study. Yes. So, you know, uh, again, I, I think that's got to be the emphasis there. That's why kingdom education, these principles apply to the church as much as they do to the home and the school. Right. I know and, uh, uh, you, you did mention um, just the idea of evangelism. Some churches might be a little heavy on that. Um, I, I I went to a seminary where our five core principles were actually based off Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life, which is fellowship discipleship, ministry, evangelism, and worship. Mm -hmm. And you kind of look and, and a lot of, like, I would say 
a lot of churches I've been involved in, if they're going to lean one way a little bit wonky, might be a little more on the fellowship, which everybody yeah. likes fellowship. That's great. But if you can get a good balance of those five things, and actually what what um, what we would say was worship is kind of all, all those combined. Um, but that discipleship piece is, is something that, again, you kind of said that's the church's one assignment is to disciple people. And And when you come down to it, that's every Christian's one assignment. Yes, yes. And, and that means every Christian school. In fact, George Barna was just at a worldview conference where I was speaking also. And, and he told these school leaders, he said, guess what? Here's your mission. You're supposed to make disciples. Yeah. that's and Not make academic experts. You're supposed to make disciples. Yeah. And, and you know, if they're a disciple, see, I believe if, if we... If we make them to be Christ followers, they will be better in academics. 100%. That, you know, yeah. all these things we put as ends, whether it's athletics or academics, they may all result if we just got back to being disciple makers, because when you teach someone to be excellent uh, in character, that yeah. means when I want to be Christ-like, I'm going to do my best. Why? Because I'm representing my Savior. Amen. You know, so therefore yeah. my performance is going to be better. So I, I think we get it backwards sometimes. Agreed. Um, a, a great passage that you that you mentioned is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. And, and again, you talk about the equipment of doctrine, proof, correction, and instruction. Um, what's right, what's wrong, how to get right, how to stay right. Um, how important are those uh, four principles in kingdom education? That That's life. That's life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and I give credit to that, to Warren Wiersbe. He's the one who uh, explained those, you know, because when you talk about doctrine, that sounds heavy and boring but doctrine is just what is right yeah and, and reproof is well if this is right reproof is this is wrong right now now if if the bible if that's all it did boy we'd be in a mess 100 yeah we yeah, would be because what we would have we know what's right we would know what's wrong but we wouldn't know how to correct what's right yeah and so it's for correction how to get right yeah. through salvation and confession. But then how do we stop from falling back into doing what's wrong? Well, that's the instru ongoing instruction in righteousness, how yeah. to stay right. Yeah, and, I love and it. And so when you, when you wrap up life, <laughs> what, what more would you want as a parent than for your children to know what's right, what's wrong, how to make sure you get it right when you make it, when you yeah. do wrong, and yeah. how to stay right so you don't face those consequences. As a parent, I would be thrilled if Absolutely. those were the only four things my kids learned out of their education. I'll take it. I'm, I'm with you, Dr. Schultz. Yes. And, and the last thing we'll talk about in this church, uh, important to that, is this five life drive needs. And the five needs that you talked about were, how can I find spiritual fulfillment in life? How can I develop meaningful, lasting relationships, especially in marriage and family? How can I successfully raise or educate my children? How can I find meaning in my work? And how can I um, find or make sense of my community and my world? And uh, that just goes back. Uh, that's very, 
very layered in with worldview, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and in fact, what happened at Lifeway again, I, I sat in on, on some training and uh, they were talking about doing research in churches. And they said, pastors are saying, these are the five things that our members are saying we want answers to. Mm. Well, well, all of them are based on a worldview belief system, and and you get a world, you get your worldview through the education you receive. Yes. So if you want answers to those questions, you have to have a biblical worldview, and that means the education we give our kids, if they're going to be able to answer those questions when they become adults, ought to be a biblical worldview education, and it can't take place one hour once a week in church right? or in a little bit of time that most parents give to their kids formal instruction. Right. And, and it won't be just if you send them to a Christian school, it's, there has to be a consistency of all three entities where they all support each other and make sense to the child. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we'll say it again, go to church. If you don't get, you don't have one, just I'll, 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 I'll point you to, to a bunch of them, um, really great Bible-believing, worldview-giving churches here in the, the Phoenix area. Um, thank you again, Dr. Schultz, for being with us and uh, looking forward to having you back next week. And I uh, hope you all tune in again next week to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll am i probably say it again next week. Make sure you come get a copy of that book, Kingdom Education. It's available in the school office. Uh, have a great day and God bless you all. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.